You are listening to DFPN, the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you'd like to advertise with us or have a great podcast idea that needs a home, please reach out to us at podcastdatfeeling at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcasts. And always remember to question the answers. Go get it. You are now listening to Wrestling With Our Thoughts with the Black Mac and Frank D. Everybody to Wrestling With Our Thoughts, this is your host Black Mac and Frank D. What is up brother, we are back, we are two consecutive weeks now. Two consecutive weeks and uh, the ongoing uh, mass hysteria of the coronavirus <laughs> is uh, is affecting the uh, world of not only uh, sports, but sports entertainment as well, and yes. uh, we're going to talk about it tonight because uh, yeah, it's a lot of things going on. It's affecting uh, attendance. It could affect WrestleMania. They're talking about maybe pushing pushing WrestleMania off until the summer. So yep. we shall see uh, the way it goes, my friend. Um, yeah, it's very very interesting this week. Uh, yeah, that damn COVID nineteen is uh, it is running rampant in this in these streets out here and. Uh, it's getting very, very crazy. Um, if you don't have your toilet paper, go get your toilet paper. Right. <laughs> if you don't have your toilet paper, get your toilet paper while you still can. I'm sure uh, everybody out there knows Charmin is making <laughs> so much money right now. You know what I mean? I have the Mega Roll, and I'm selling that shit for a thousand dollars. Anybody out there who wants, you know, to buy it? That so. is right. Wrestling with our thoughts is sharing. Our wonderful mega roll for a thousand dollars. Exactly. Uh, hit us up right. if you are interested. If you have absolutely no toilet paper, don't resort to cutting up your clothes to wipe exactly. your ass. Exactly. We have a thousand dollar roll. And that's the thing you. that, and that's the thing that I don't understand about it. It's like everybody's buying off his damn toilet paper. <laughs> Do you wipe the corona out of your ass, or, or how is it working exactly? I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, they're buying up all the toilet paper. They're buying up I all don't... the bread. They're buying up all the hand sanitizers. Like I try to do a a Walmart grocery order, and <laughs> it's like there's nothing there. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Uh, like, you, you, you know I mean? People, I think what people need to honestly do is they need to really uh, do the research on this shit and understand that the coronavirus has been around for some time. Correct. And it's no different than the swine flu, uh, anything that we have ever had. And in a few weeks, it should be over because, uh, guess what? Flu season is going to be coming to an end. So know your facts. Know your facts, and as Rock would say, know your role. But uh, in saying that, um, very very interesting week as far as um, yep AEW. We were just you know watching some clips from AEW. Yep. Watched some clips from tonight's uh, Friday night SmackDown, yep. Empty Arena, Performance Center. I actually kind of liked it myself. I there was there was some moments in there that I don't think I would have caught if there would have been a live audience. Right. Um, so it was it was kind of a refreshing show for me to actually watch, and we sat and watched the Bray Wyatt and John Cena 
uh, right. segment. Right. And that was very incredible. And I don't know how that would have translated. I, maybe that would have been better with a live crowd, but who knows? It was still riveting. I really actually enjoyed it with just silence. So there was a lot of emotion that that just popped out to me during that segment. It, it, it goes back to um, going back to when Bray Wyatt really started to have a downward spiral in his career. It all really started with the feud with John Cena. And if you remember that, that's when right. Wyatt was firmly entrenched with the Wyatt family Correct. and during the, the, the stuff with the kids and the choir and uh, the whole world in his hands. Right. Um, that's when all that stuff was going on. Now, did they play that like Cena buried him? Because Cena did mention that. Yeah, it was pretty much like Cena was out there doing like a work shoot. Right. It's pretty much what he was doing right. tonight. So I think they did do that. And I think there's a lot of uh, validity to what Cena said. And there's also a lot of validity to what Bray Wyatt was saying. So this is a real WrestleMania match that has uh, personal, right. uh, a lot of personal stuff going into it. Um, Cena mentioned, you know, all the times that he's had to put people over, and he didn't bitch about and it. And he I, had some very valid points. He did, but he left out something. He left out a particular faction that he buried at SummerSlam 2010. I'm wearing a shirt right now, the Nexus. Yes, yes. So you know, he he left that part out. You know how he, you know, took that DDT on concrete and then got back into the ring and then act like it was nothing. So he, you know, conveniently <laughs> left that part out. But other than that, I'm looking forward to the match at WrestleMania whenever it happens. Because right now, due to the coronavirus, they're talking about, you know, possibly, possibly canceling Mania until right. further notice. Possibly having WrestleMania in the summer. And I'm thinking, like, how's that going to work when you got SummerSlam right around in the, the corner? Summer. Right. And that's the next big event. So this uh, this coronavirus is really affecting uh, sports entertainment and sports entertainment plans. I know the NBA season is canceled until further notice. You've had Everybody's the XFL canceled. is canceled. Or, yeah, the XFL is canceled. Um, Definitely NHL, MLB. The Masters, the yeah. MLB season's delayed. Yep. Got a lot so. of schools that are, are closed You know, out here. Uh, you know, All the LA uh, County schools are closed. So it's a lot of shit going on um, right now as far as this, uh, you know, pandemic and uh, mass hysteria. Yep. So it's really affecting uh, wrestling. I understand that this Monday night they're going to be moving uh, Monday Night Raw to the performance center as well. Yeah. Uh, AEW's Dynamite next week, which I believe, I believe originally was supposed to be in Rochester, New York, is going to actually be yep. moved to Jacksonville, Florida at Davies Place. And yep. we'll have no audience. Yep. So they're going to be doing that, which is going to be very interesting. Um, you know, so moving forward here, my, I guess my question real quick to you is, uh, where do you see uh, this going as far as um, when do you think, you know, things are going to get back to normal here as, as it relates to let's bring, uh, let's bring fans back into the audience uh, who wash their fucking hands. <laughs> I don't understand why the government has to tell you wash to wash your, your fucking, fucking hands. hands. You'd be surprised, man. I don't fucking get you that shit. Be, I have a, I, I have an OCD. So my thing is, I, I'm always, you know, 
I ain't shaking your fucking hand. You know, I'm, I'm not doing that shit. You barely be you you barely be glad if you get a fist bump from me. You be, would be you know absolutely I mean? shocked at the amount of people that don't wash their fucking hands. It's crazy. Right. So wash your fucking hands. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Right. So, but to your to your question, I honestly don't know where this is going to go because I've never seen anything like this. Though it's. They've, they've labeled it a pandemic and uh, they're taking the necessary steps to, to contain it. I honestly don't know how long this is going to take. I'm, I'm hopeful that they will get this over with by at least mid-April. But uh, in the research I've done, they're saying this is just the beginning. This thing could last for about six months. Hopefully that's not the case. Um because I'm really looking forward to double or nothing. So right, I I personally <laughs> I, I personally think that we're this is going to last a few more weeks. Yeah, I, I really believe I think that. So. Because simply, it's it, you know we're in flu season. A lot of people, more people have actually died from the flu than have died from the coronavirus. Right. Which is you know a lot of people are they're just the media is hyping this shit, and a lot of it is like I said, it's just mass hysteria. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we haven't seen anything like this on this level. I mean, like I said, we've had the, you know, the the swine flu. We've had, what was the other one? The bird flu or some yeah, shit. Yeah, SARS. Yeah, you know, SARS and all that. So then we had, you know, before that, you remember we had the mad cow disease. Right. And the flesh eating, you know, shit. So we've had a lot of different things going on over the years, but nothing like this to, you know, and I think a lot of it too is just basically... Uh, social media plays a big part in this situation. Right. Everybody's just freaking the fuck out. Yeah, this is like the the first big one in the social media era. Exactly. SARS came. Social media was out when SARS was out, right? But it wasn't on this level, right? Um, so yeah, you're right. Social media could be playing a big factor in it, right? Um, and that information spread is is crazy. Exactly. So. Yeah, you're right about that. So, as far as the timetable here, um, as we you know wrap up our discussion here on the coronavirus um, timetable, WrestleMania. Where do you where do you see it happening? Do you see WrestleMania happening on schedule, or do you see WrestleMania happening as rumored to be in the summer? Uh, right now. So as of now, they haven't come out and actually said that they're gonna push it back or cancel it. They're still full steam ahead towards WrestleMania, and they're still building towards it. So. I still see them doing it, even though the site, the city of WrestleMania came out with a 250-person ban. That's for 30 days, which would take us right around April 2nd. So if it's contained enough by then, I fully expect them to have WrestleMania uh, on April 4th on this planned date. But who knows? Like I said, who knows? We don't know what this thing is going to be doing. So, and this also could affect as well. This will also affect the Hall of Fame ceremony, right? right. And it will you also have some affect big the next names for, for the Hall Absolutely. of Fame this year. So, so, are we going to move the Hall of Fame? I actually, I would not mind the the no fans being in attendance for the Hall of Fame simply because of what happened with, with Bret Hart. Hart. You right, know what right, I mean? right, right, so right. I, I actually I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, when you say that, then yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that either. Right. So. So, and on top of that, I just didn't, I didn't like the setup for the Hall of Fame, you know, 
last year as far as having the ring there and all that. I, I didn't really like that. I, I, I don't like the way they did it. Right. So, and then you get to this whole, the the travel. Right. So, the coronavirus is affecting that, too. So. Absolutely. The Trump, President Trump has a travel ban. Right. And um, so, I'm not sure exactly how that would work. Um, I don't know. It's just going to be a wait and see type of situation. Right. I mean, things are changing every other day. I mean, last week we weren't even talking about the coronavirus. It really At amped all. up this week. Yeah, uh, for it some literally Monday ramped all the way up. Right, and there's so. you know talks of um, Tom Hanks and his wife have it. Um, there's talks that you know Charles Barkley thinks that he has it. Um, and he's self-quarantining for about 48 hours. So, I don't know. I know uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were supposed to be doing some appearance in Las Vegas. They pulled out of it. Right. Um, Hangman Adam yeah, Page Hang actually Adam Page. came out with a statement saying exactly. he's not coming out. So. Yeah, he's not coming out. And, you know, he's not going to be taking any more beer, which he should have been doing at any point. Yeah, right? that's probably not the best move to exactly. be taking beer. Right, people. Exactly. Even if there isn't a fucking pandemic going around, exactly. I don't trust the motherfucker. <laughs> so that's just not the smartest move, Hangman. Exactly. Uh, but kudos to Tony Khan uh, for his stance on it, and he came out with a statement and said that uh, there's going to be no repercussions for any of the wrestlers on AEW's roster that don't actually want to wrestle. Uh, no harm, no foul. If you feel like you're, you you want to be safe, which led to the hangman situation, right. the statement, um, and it won't affect their push or their pay or anything like that. So kudos to Tony Khan on taking that move and actually pre- just presenting to the fact that he's taking care of the wrestlers. So kudos to him for that shit. All right, so. AEW Dynamite. What are your thoughts on it? Underwhelming this week. I think that they've done a lot of good TV. I think this week was... Um, you ever heard the term um, a safe show? Right. You think they played it too safe? I think they did. Now, one thing that I did notice... Yeah. The crowd was very mild during this. I think the crowd was mild because, like I said, man, it's a lot of of uncertainty going on with this um, coronavirus shit. And obviously, you know, looking back at it, yes, and and it played a part in their attendance as well. Because if you look at some of those sections of the arena, there was really nobody there. Right. A lot of people shoot. Right. They they stayed home. Now, in saying that, in saying that, why in the fuck would you debut Lance Archer? That was a that was an awkward debut. Why would you do that? that you know, this this guy is hyped. Debut. Jake says his client is coming. Why would you bring basically the next week? The next week? What I would have done is I would have had Jake Roberts come on his own, come through the crowd, and be scouting. Just looking at Cody and letting Cody remind right. Cody that there was I'm no build-up. There was no build-up. It's right. just, okay, dude just shows up. And that's it. I thought his debut fell flat, especially when you're going to try to build this guy. This guy could potentially be an AEW World Champion. This is going to be a big time player for them. Oh no doubt. He's I think a, I think him and Moxley is inevitable. Right. Well, it looks it's like they're inevitable. moving. It looks like they're moving right now. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen one right. day. But it looks like they're moving right now with Moxley. They're moving him towards Hager. From that promo, right, right, right. From that promo, right. that Moxley cut. Right. But o- overall, man, I thought it was a very um, underwhelming show. I was glad to see that the Butcher and the Blade 
got to fucking win. <laughs> you know what I mean? These dudes should be on par with. I would, I would love to see them feuding with uh, Omega and uh, and Hangman Page personally for Do those you think AEW titles. I think eventually. I think, it will. I think based on what we talked on last week and right. this week, and like you said, it was. I saw them when I saw them come out. I was, I started laughing because I was like. I was like, Frank was, was talking about this shit last week, and here right. they are. They're out here this week. And then they got the win. I was like, oh, shit. Right. We, we kind of spoke this into existence. Exactly. I, I do think that eventually they will head down that path, but I kind of like where they're going with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, I like AEW sees what we see in them. Right, so. exactly. And I, what I see is I see a, a very formidable uh, tag team, and you add in the bunny. That right. plays a distraction. I, right. I think it's. I, I think it's working, and they have that alliance with the obvious, you know, heat magnet in MJF with Wardlow, right. Right. and they're out there doing their thing. And then um, I, I just think that you know, I, I believe that with this week, it's you know, specifically, I think a lot of it has been all wrapped around the coronavirus, and that's pretty much just, it's just put a damper on shit because AEW. They've been doing so much good shit, but it's like right. right now, okay, you guys are kind of falling off a little bit. After the revolution, you know, you cannot fall off. You can't. You, you cannot fall off. Building. You got to keep building. Keep building. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what they do next week. Um, I understand that they're going to be having their next show at, uh, what was it, Davies Plaza or some shit? Yeah, in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. So right. they're not going to have an audience. Um, and they're going to have the same situation like WB did with SmackDown tonight at the Performance Center. So we'll see how that turns out. But um, overall, I mean, we, you know, we were just uh, watching the promo between uh, you know Britt Baker and uh, Big Swole, and I'd say it's one of it, it wasn't one of uh, Britt Baker's uh, best showings, strongest ones. Yeah, right. exactly. And and on top of that, um, I thought Big Swole saved it. Right. And I would love to see what they're going to do with Big Swole uh, moving forward. I think Big Swole's a star. Absolutely. I think she's a star. Now, what do you think about, um, you know, her husband, uh, Cedric Alexander? I think he needs to go to AEW. I think so as well. I think he does. He's obviously not happy with uh, his current situation over at uh, WWE and the fact that they're not using him like he would want to be used. And if that's his wife and it would make their relationship easier... Then yeah, I would love to see him show up in AEW. Right. No I'd telling on how his how long his deal is, um, with with the whip. So hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I would I would love to see him there. I think there's room for him there. I think uh, you know who I'd like to see him in a feud with. Who's that? Pack. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I think that'd be a good feud. But I'm actually liking the the pack. Um, you know, Pentagon Jr. and uh, Ray Phoenix, you know, alliance here as that a death was a triangle. Damn good so trio. here's the question: because you were just talking, but you know, before we started recording the show tonight, you were talking earlier about um, AEW needing to introduce another belt. I do. What do you think about six man tag team championships? I I think they're moving in that direction. Actually, yeah. I think they are. Um, I would like to see another singles belt as well. Yeah, I would love to see them um, bring in the um, television championship. Right. I would like to see I, I would like to see the, the AEW champion and then a secondary champion. Right. Um, just somebody because you, I, to me watching AEW, I think you kind of need that secondary guy to, right. hold, to hold the title. It's, it's very similar to um, what 
uh, WCW had back in the day. You know, right. you had the World Heavyweight Championship, and then, and then you had the U.S. US Championship, Champion. and after U.S., you had the TV Championship. Right. Everybody, and, and basically, you know, the U.S. Championship was a stepping stone to the World Championship. It, it should automatically right. have made you the number one contender right. to the World Title because that's exactly what happened right. with Hulk Hogan and Vader. Right. When Hogan, when Hogan was there uh, at Starcade '94. After he wrestled uh, Brutus the fucking barber, <laughs> Beefcake, as Conrad Thompson likes to say, you know, he, Vader had won the U.S. title that same night, I guess, right. when I saw Jim Duggan, and then he goes and confronts, you know, Hogan. Right. And says, hey, I'm the number one ranked challenger, you know, whatever. Right. That's how it is. The The TV championship is more along the lines of mid-card title. It's something for right. the mid-carders right. to do. And in AEW, you got a lot of mid-carder guys that can use those belts. That can belts. use a, right. You know what I'm saying? So, use a belt. Exactly. So, I, I agree with you. At least, at least to establish, like, hey, right. this is the up-and-coming guy right. that we believe that he, he can be the next world champion. Exactly. And I think that that would help a lot of different guys. It would bring a lot of credibility Correct. Uh, to it. Um, I, I just think that with with um, AEW, um, the big their big strong point too is that they have a really good tag division, right? And I'm so glad you know watching Private Party in that match with um, Joey Janela versus the um, the uh, Death Triangle. I'm glad that dude is not screaming anymore. He he didn't scream this yeah, week, <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy about that. I wish uh, Joey Janela would work on his physique a little bit, but you know, that's just me. So. Um, in saying that, um, yeah, AEW uh, events for New York have been canceled. Yeah. Um, and so further notice, I guess they're going to try to go back out there. What are they doing, uh, Blood July. and Guts? In, in they New were York? doing it, and now they're talking about they're moving Blood and Guts. Right. So I think that sucks for the fans out there that were going to be in New Jersey, because that's where I think they were going to have it. Yeah, they were having it in Jersey. Right. So I think that sucks for them. Um, but you got to be safe. It's safe for the fans, safe yep. for the talent. So, um, I can't wait to see blood and guts happen, and it's gonna happen. It will. It's just we just got to get you know past this little uh, distraction, right? So, and and saying that, um, I just like I said, you know, this week's AEW episode I thought could have been a lot better, very underwhelming. But one thing I want to ask you real quick before we move on is, what did you think of the chair shots to the head by Chris Jericho to Hangman uh, Page and? Uh, uh, well, who was it? Nick Jackson? Nick Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson. It was Matt Jackson. Yeah. Um, I thought that was... It kind of threw me for a loop. Right. When it happened. The right. first the first chair shot. I was like, okay, maybe that was by accident. Right. Because he just swung. Right. And then he caught Hangman. Jericho caught Hangman with a, a chair shot to the head. Right. And JR calls it Skull. Right, you know how he calls it. Yeah, right steel to the skull. Against, yeah, yeah, steel against his skull. Right. Uh, I was like, okay, that's that's different. And I thought with the thing that the incident with Cody, they weren't going to do that anymore. But apparently, right, it still still is a thing. I don't. I'm cool with it. Right. What about you? I have no issue with it as long as it's done. Um, safely. Safely, right. Yeah, I have no issue with it. Um, it. It caught me by surprise, but I I don't have an issue with it. I thought it was well done. Jericho is a pro. Yep. So um, I have no issue with it at all. I thought it was was pretty good. It was actually something different. And um, luckily, no one got you know hurt too Seriously bad. Seriously hurt. Exactly. Right. So, I, yeah, I had no problem with it. All right. So AEW is 
doing wonderful things on the social media platforms, right? Right. They are teasing all types of things. They put out a picture a couple weeks ago, and we just talked about it offline. Um, We talked about it early offline about the Dark Order. They put out this whole thing, the Dark Order welcomes me, and the first letter of every line spells out Matt Hardy. So it leads people to believe that Matt Hardy is going to be the exalted one. You seem to think that it's going to be Brody Lee. I have reason to believe it's going to be Brody Lee. Simply because it would be too obvious for it to be Matt Hardy at this point. You think Because so? that's what people are expecting. It. Right. They're expecting Matt Hardy to be the exalted one. They're expecting Matt Hardy to show up on AEW television as the exalted one. I don't believe that's the case. I just watched the free to delete episode with the Bucks of Youth. Right. And this and is where I've said they're using these social media platforms. Absolutely. To push perfectly. the agenda. It's no different than what the WWE wrestlers use social media for on right. Twitter. You know, that's They actually, use them to start feud. Exactly. That's, you know, done correctly. It's not right. like some, you know, those lame ass tweets that Becky Lynch likes to send out. <laughs> you know, but I'm not even going to go on that one. But I don't, to, to answer your question, I, I do not think that Matt Hardy is going to be the exalted one. I think it's going to actually be Brody Lee. I actually, but you know, I don't know because I thought that um, Jake Roberts' client would have been Brody Lee because he says the dark times are W. Right, I thought that I, I thought it would have been Brody Lee, Brody Lee but it was too. it was Lance Archer. So um, we'll see what happens. I'm very intrigued with this dark order thing. I think, like I said before, we were talking on the last show how AW has had so many different um, factions. Right. That have never intertwined. I mean, right. we really got down to the you know the 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 climax pretty much of the you know the the elite versus um, the inner circle, Correct. and now we have the exalted one with uh, the dark order. How will that impact blood and guts? Will they attack both factions? Will they attack the inner they circle? They could just and, go apeshit. Exactly, right. kind of like uh, NWO back in the day. Right. NWO didn't give a shit who they when they went out there. Anybody affiliated Anybody with Anybody not in the NWO was exactly. getting it. So right. that was the Dungeon of Doom. That was the Horseman. That right. was any motherfucker that was not there. NWO. Exactly. If you weren't wearing black and white. You got fucked up. Exactly. So you got lawn darted into the trailer, a la Rey Mysterio. Exactly. So in saying that, the Exalted One. Next week, AEW Dynamite, Jacksonville, Florida. The Exalted One will debut. It now, will be revealed. You, you, to me, it makes way more sense that it would be Matt Hardy because if he were to debut, if he were going to debut in Jersey, right, then that would have been cool. But him debuting in Jacksonville makes more sense because he's closer to Florida, right? But. I understand that Brody Lee was supposed to debut in Jersey as well. Right. So, he could have been the exalted one. Now, if he turns out to be the exalted one, mm. what does that say about Matt Hardy? Or does it say anything about Matt Hardy? I don't think it says anything. I just think that they obviously have something planned for Matt Hardy. Right. If Matt Hardy comes in, we don't know for sure if Matt's even going to come in. Right. At this point, we don't. Right. And But... All signs on social media seem to point to the fact that he will be signing with AEW. Nothing's been confirmed as of yet. Right. But all signs 
based off of social media, seem to point to the fact that he will be signing with AEW. Right. And that's where I think AEW shines is on the social media platforms um, to build their stories, to tell more stories, the being the elite episodes. Right. Build more stories off of those between right. the, the few between the elite. Right. Um, because they have been setting up the hangman pages and uh, the storylines. They've been actually furthering storylines via being the elite. Right. And uh, on the free to delete episodes, they've been intertwining those as well. So it's kind of interesting to see where they'll go with that. Um, do you think WWE will try to follow that recipe? Because it does seem to be kind of successful. I think, honestly. WWE is in their own bubble and will only do what they want to do. Right. I don't think they're going to follow trends. Vince made it very clear that AEW was nothing more but blood and guts. So, in saying AEW's blood and guts, they have a fucking show called Blood and Guts. Right, right. So, right. complete troll job. Exactly. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the Exalted one. But, the Exalted one is coming to AEW Dynamite next <laughs> week. So, Check that out when it happens. So, in saying that, uh, the whole social media thing and how that all plays out, one big thing that we are not really focusing on right now is the WWE Network. Right. And there was a meeting or a conference a while back discussing the future of the WWE Network. So, what is the update on that? What is actually planned on for the WWE Network. I think from what I gather, they are still planning on trying to sell the rights to their pay-per-views to a third-party vendor. And, you know, they're, they're rumored that the pay-per-views can be about, a, you know, what, between, for what I heard, $13 million is what they're getting right now right. due to the network and right. whatever. They could jump that to maybe $80-something million. That's what I hear. Just the network itself. Just just from those selling the rights, selling the rights to the pay-per-views to a different vendor. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's necessarily worth all that. Outside think, the big I don't think four. They are. I don't think they are. I think the big the big ones that are gonna be probably worth some money is gonna be WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble. Royal, Royal, Royal Rumble. I, I don't even think Survivor Series has a luster it once did. Maybe and, SummerSlam because yeah. SummerSlam they kind yeah. of build SummerSlam. Right. But you're right. Yeah. Survivor Series is definitely not going to be one of those top-notch selling pay-per-views. It's right. really not. SummerSlam, yeah. WrestleMania, definitely. Royal Rumble is kind of on the same level as SummerSlam. Right. Because only really the hardcore fans tune in for a Royal Rumble. It gets the biggest reactions because you don't know what kind of nostalgia you're going to get. Somebody's always going to debut or return at Royal Rumble. Right. Survivor Series, the hardcore fan knows that some of the biggest debuts ever are at Survivor Series, but yeah, you're right. There's there's no real gauge on that, on what they're going to sell if they sell those rights. And you may not get a lot on your return. Right. I mean, like I said, the, the rumor, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting back $13 million right now for the network. Right. The rumor price that I read the other day was between eighty to one hundred and ten million that they could get selling the rights, and you and know who, who are they selling the rights? They to? could. It, it could be ESPN Plus would be their four runner right now. 
uh, to sell the, the rights to. And it's like, okay, what, which rights would ESPN want? Would they want the pay-per-view rights just simply for the big four? Or would it be the big, the whole package? And then it's like, okay, then what do we do with the network? Right. You keep the network going because you have already built this vast library. For for them to end the network they, would they be spent to, a lot of that's money the point. to build the catalog on that network. That's the point. So if you if you basically shut that down, you're admitting you failed. Right. And Vince doesn't want to do that. Exactly. He he will never do that. And so I the network is part of a long term strategy of of growth for the company. I outside of the music edits and bullshit. I, I think the network is great. It's it's awesome because yeah. it, it, you get to you get to go down memory lane. Exactly. As we're recording this podcast right now, right? We're watching WrestleMania we're watching, eight. You right. know, State Justice versus Hulk Hogan. Right. So it's a it's a great tool. You know right. what I mean? It is. It really is. Especially if you're like a student of the game and you want to learn something about the industry of you know professional wrestling morphing into sports entertainment. The WWE Network is a place to go. Right. You know, and that's just so many shows that I have on here. I wish they would add the classic Superstars of Wrestling from the 80s on here. Wrestling Challenge. Uh, classic WWE Saturday Night from like the 90s. You know, they oh, got man, they got 93. They got 93 on there, but like, let's get 94, 95, 96. Yeah. You know? Let's get in there. Yeah, that was my shit. Yeah. I used to love watching WCW Saturday Night. I, right. I would line up at my grandma's house and like, Whatever time it came on, I'm watching it. I think it was like six o'clock, six o'clock on Eastern on uh, on TBS. Right. I think six o five. Six o five. Yeah, yep. it came on at six o five. Right. I used to I used to be there watching that shit, and I used to love watching it. Right. But yeah, so hopefully they do keep the WWE network. I would hate to see it go because there is a lot of nostalgic feels to it. I, I don't think it's going anywhere. Okay. Cool. I, I'm down with that. I, I would I would accept it being around. I subscribe to it still. Right. There's still a lot of fans that don't like it because the last pay per view, uh, Elimination Chamber, kind of fell flat. But I don't watch. But see, I don't use it for that. I don't watch the network for the newer pay per views. I watch the classic shit. I'm in. I'm in the the the, the archive watching. You know the old shit. That's what I got right, it for. Right, I don't right, want to watch right. the new shit. Right. So, but that's me. Everybody's different. Everybody is different. Let's rebook an old school match. We did this last week. Let's do it again this week. I think this should be a weekly thing. Yeah, I'm down with it. All right. So, Sting versus Hogan, 1997, Starcade. Ah, yeah. Obviously, this was a monster buildup. This was perhaps one of the most unique buildups to a match ever. Because you had the kind of metamorphosis of Sting himself. Right. From the old Sting to the new Sting. Right, surfacing to right. the crow. Yeah. Hadn't said a word in nearly a year up to this point. Right. Something was missing in that match. What was it? Apparently, from what I understand, uh, Sting didn't have a tan. Really? Right. That's it? I listened to 83 Weeks right. with Eric Bischoff, hosted by him and Tom, Count Wright Thompson. And the story that Bischoff tells is that when Sting, when they arrived to the building that day uh, to talk to Sting about this match, Sting just, his head wasn't there. 
Obviously, that made the match fall flat. Obviously, he was dealing with some personal things before then. What Can you talk a little bit about what that was? Because obviously, he had been under a tremendous amount of pressure. And this was kind of like his his coming out party. Sting was already a, an established star, but this was bringing him to the next level. So what exactly was that? It's just that moment, I think, was way too big for Sting. You know, here's the thing. Um, Steve Borden, the the man who portrayed the character Sting, yep. was going through a lot of personal issues. You know, and, and it's not appropriate for us to talk about those personal issues. Okay. Um, basically, it's just he had a lot of stuff going on in his personal life. We'll right. just put it like that. Right, right, right. And he wasn't really working. He would just, you know, be in the Raptors, and that was it. You know, he'd right. come down, maybe do a, a you know, Scorpion Death Drop, or he would... You know, do a segment here where he's beating people with baseball bats or he's propelling from the ceiling, whatever right. the situation may be. So he right. was doing that. He was still relevant. He was so relevant. He was really relevant. Right. But the thing that Bischoff and Hogan point out is that when they went to talk to Sting about this match, the outcome of the match is Starcade. You know, it's WWE's, uh, WCW, I should say, equivalent to WrestleMania, when in reality, WrestleMania for WCW is Halloween Havoc. Right, right, but, right. Or I should say, was Halloween Havoc. Um, but they go to talk to Sting, and his head is just not there. Hogan is just not getting a vibe that he's ready yeah, for he's this. He's ready for this. Right, moment. and apparently during that time, Sting, I guess, has stopped working out. Wow. And, um, you know, they just looked at him like, this This is a Th- fucking mistake. This, this guy could is not, go very this bad. This is go bad. This is, this is, this is not going to go right. Now, in my head, I was thinking, like, maybe maybe Sting was carrying this match, but to, the way you explain it sounds like Hogan was the one that was actually carrying this whole well, match. Well, in any type of match that happens, the heel is usually going to be the one that's calling it. Right. So, um, and in this situation here, if you look at the match in itself, Hogan got a lot of fucking offense in that match. Right. Sting barely got anything. Right. Um, so, it's just a lot of stuff that, that went on there. But the most, you know, the prevalent thing that really stands out is the fact that Sting apparently wasn't in shape for the match. Right. And that he hadn't tanned. He couldn't go. He, he really could He wasn't go. ready for it. Right. You know, and it's like he had been up there for so long, been mute on TV, all of that, and on the day of the show, they were like, we have a problem. And so, n- that's where it went. Now, now... As I alluded to before we got into this discussion, this was a monster buildup. So, fifteen month build, right? Yeah, this was a this was no like quick in today's standards. That shit would never happen because right. the audience wouldn't be as engaged. Right. But the audience was engaged the whole time. Right. So, I guess the whole sitting in the Raptors thing. He really wasn't just working out. And it's funny talking about this shit about 20 years later. Right. But it's, it's, it's to the point, like, I was engaged the whole time. I would have never thought that back then. I, I it's didn't, weird I, to, to, yeah. to look back at it and be like, oh, my God, he really wasn't in shape. Or he, he was just not there that day. But 
as a wrestling fan back then, I right. was still like, "Oh hell yeah, he won the whole, he won the championship." But as I got older and looking back at these things, I'm like, "Well, fuck, this could have went a whole different way." Well, you know, and Bischoff explained uh, on his podcast that you know Sting was wearing the bodysuit and all that. I, I thought the bodysuit looked worked. It was a right, basically right, right. it was a transformation of the character and, and everything about that character right. from the surface thing to where he was at. So I didn't have a problem with that. It's just you know. They the the whole thing just got fucked. It was a fuck finish um, with the the fast count that was supposed to be a fast count that was a normal fucking count by Nick Patrick's standards. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. that fucked up shit. Um, so I guess if we want to, you know, try to what we can do to rebook this match, pretty much is you know I would just take that whole thing out of it. I, it wouldn't even be a really a fast count. It would just be some type of a of a screw job finish. Where, but but eliminate the fast count. We don't right. even need to go that that right. route. Just it was just I what I what I would have done is basically did some type of a, a ref bump, and then had another referee come in, and then do a, a, a three count. You know, but that, that take the referee take out the of referee the equation exactly, right. and just right, you know right, right, do something right. to that standard. I would not have even had Bret Hart anywhere near this match. Right, I, Bret Hart was there. Yeah, Bret Hart was you know right. came down or whatever. I wouldn't even have him in the match. It was just been a simple ref bump. Now One, was two, that three. was that just in injecting way too much uh, fandom into the match because Bret Hart was fairly new. This was fresh off the whole Montreal screw right. job and thing. Remember, Bret had been a referee earlier in the night for right. Bischoff versus Abisco, winning against control of Nitro. So I just I wouldn't even have Bret Hart even involved in this situation. I know why mm-hmm. they did it for the star power. And to basically say, okay, you did a one, two, three, a fast count. Right. It wasn't a fucking fast count. So I would I would eliminate the entire fast count Bret Hart situation. I would have just ended on a simple ref bump. Sting gets the win, you know, but they can revisit later for the rematch at Super Brawl. Right. Based you, off you of... You have a continuing Exactly. Story. Based because off it of... Was, it was, at that point, it was just like, okay, Sting wins the title and right. end all, be all. Right. Right? But... There was no continuation. And that was a big theme in WCW. It was right. just like, you get to one point and you quit. And then yeah. there's no continuation. I think a lot of the momentum, honestly, was killed. That that January pay-per-view uh, sold out. Right. 98 really fucked, in my opinion, fucked shit up. It really killed the momentum of what they were trying to do. Right. Starcade Star- killed, uh, started to kill the momentum, but that middle pay-per-view mm-hmm. before Super Bowl really mm-hmm. killed it. I Like I said, I would have basically just did a simple ref bump. Uh, Sting beats Hogan. Hogan has a gripe about this. The referee says, okay, you know what? Uh, it was a disqualification because Sting, something happened where the ref got taken out. Or you didn't even have to do that. You'd be like, the referee's a WCW guy, and he's taking control of WCW from the NWO. You could have played that on, on that and made it at least credible. Yeah, but the thing is that how many matches have had WCW referees in which NWO guys have won? That's true. You know, clean. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. I mean, the only referee they had was Nick Patrick right. at the time. But then, you know, Nick Patrick was going to do the fast count finish here. But then storyline-wise, Nick Patrick had got powerbombed by Kevin Nash at Spring Stampede earlier right. in the year. Right. You know, ejecting him from the NWO. Right. So, I don't think that would work. I, I like my, my idea of a simple ref bump. Sting gets the win. Controversy the next night on Nitro as it relates to how Sting won. Um, I don't necessarily know if I would go with the title being held up. I would say Hogan gets a rematch 
on nitro i would not do it on nitro i would have saved that shit if it had been a bigger venue, but you got to think this is WCW and the ratings war. Well, I, I get it. That. Probably would have made sense to do it on Nitro. I, I don't. I, I would have done it on Nitro. I would have had some type of a confrontation with the two on Nitro, but I would have saved that for sold out. Right. That's right, what I would right, done. Right. I would save it for sold out, and then come Super Brawl '98, Scott Hall gets his match for the world title that he won World War Three '97. Right. He gets his match finally, and the match that he would get would be a build-up either um, with Hogan or Singh. I would necessarily say the hotter match would probably, in my opinion, because it would have been a big controversy. People would be like, what the hell is Hogan. going on with the NWO? Scott Hogan. Hall versus Hollywood Hogan right. at Super Brawl for the WWE Championship. That's what and I then would that would have created the riff for the Wolfpack. Exactly. Right. Then you go from there. Right. I, and, and that's it. I mean, it would have been a quick thing. Sting wins the belt, but then Sting drops the belt back to Hogan in January and sold out. Then they move forward with Scott Hall versus Hollywood. And that would have been starting, like you said, the rift between the Wolfpack, followed up with Sean Waltman getting fired by WCW. Now the Outsiders have a real agenda. They want out of the black and white. They're going to form this faction over here. And then, booyah, just when you think everything's cool, Scott Hall turns on Kevin Nash, sides with Hollywood Hogan. Oh, that would have been money. What the fuck is going on? That would have been money. Now, would Sting go over to... The NWO at that point. I because at that point, Sting is kind of out of the whole equation. Sting's out of the equation, but I would actually start feuding Sting at this point with Bret Hart. Mm. That's what I would do. Sting versus Bret. So you have, like I said, we start from December with Starcade, Sting wins the championship. We move on to January, Sting drops the belt back to Hollywood Hogan with help from Bret Hart. Right. Costing Sting the championship. Then you have Sting versus Brett. You move away from that. Hogan thinks he's in the clear. Scott Hall says, hold on, motherfucker. I want my rematch. Or my, my match that I won. Right, I worked for it. I exactly. For I won the 60-man right. battle right. royal. I want my championship match. That's where you go with that. So you still NWO for life, but I want the belt. Hogan says, hey, brother, that doesn't work for me. I'm the champion. The belt is mine. Um, Hollywood, as long as the belt's in the family, brother, we keep it's it together. All good, it's all right. good. As long as the belt is on me. Right. And you know then I mean? that creates the split. Exactly. And okay. Then, and, and Kevin Nash is down with it. But then after Scott Hall loses to Hollywood, you think that there's the rift right there with the outside. You know, the outsider's going to be like, oh, well, fuck, you know, Hogan. They're not. Right. Scott Hall is, is, is siding with Hogan. Due to the same storyline, his personal problems, he has he needs the money. So right, he sides with Hollywood. Oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah, that way that makes way more sense now. So that's how out I of that one situation. Right, that's how I would book. Right, it. you would change the whole course of things. Exactly, right? one situation. Yep. Awesome, man. That that's, that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you book a year ahead. Right, which is what AEW is doing now. Right, so. That is how you do it. Anything else you want to add, man? No, that's pretty. I think that's pretty much cut and dry. So that's where I would have done it. Um, and had I been booking WCW at that time frame, and at that time frame, I was about fourteen years old. Uh, they still be in business. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be our show for today. 
Um, very good discussion today. Oh, yeah, definitely. We had a good show. So let's do this again next week. Let's build. And you guys keep listening. This is Wrestling With Our Thoughts. I am Black Mac. This is Frank D. You want to lead the people with something good? Yeah, basically, here's the deal. You know, when we're posting stuff here on a YouTube channel or whatever, always, you know, leave a like and also comment because I'm very good at answering comments here. And as long as you guys are out there watching the content, we're going to keep pushing the content out. And uh, we'll see where we go with the situation. Uh, oh, yeah. We like to talk about wrestling and Maybe we'll venture on and talk about other things. So Maybe. Sky's the limit. So, on that note, wash your fucking hands. <laughs> and, you nasty uh, bastards. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next edition of Wrestling With Our Thoughts. We out. Out.